Hello and welcome to Pop Off with Michael and Terry, a pop culture review and recommendation podcast with a queer and Mexican point of view. Yay! Welcome to another episode. Welcome back. Hi. So Post holidays. How were your holidays right. overall? They were pretty good overall. Like, <clears throat> I mean, this is going to sound terrible, but I don't really go home to visit for the holidays anymore. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> so, like, I mean, you know, like I said, Scott, this Scott in our place, and that, that's my home now. So, like, we decorate and we have friends over on Christmas Day. We just like have food, chill, watch movies. You know, and it's it's nice. It's nice. um, it was just a nice holiday. The usually this doesn't happen to me, but the week between Christmas and New Year's this year, it mm-hmm. messed me up. I had no mm-hmm. idea what day it was. Mm-hmm. I I also felt like, oh, I want to work, but then like, well, what am I going to do? Send stuff to an editor who's definitely not working. Like, right, right. you know, so it just felt really weird. But I'm, mm-hmm. you know, we already took all the Christmas stuff down. Mm-hmm. Like it's all packed away. So like I'm kind of like now in work mode, yeah. just like getting a lot of stuff done. Um, trying to like just move ahead and finish a lot of stuff, pitch a lot of new books and stuff. So the holidays were were good, but I'm kind of excited to hear about how yours went and like your New Orleans trip. Oh my gosh! Well, it was it was great. My trip to uh, New Orleans was awesome. We went to his hometown, Homa, outside of New Orleans. We were there for a few days. That was really really lovely. Probably one of my favorite trips. I don't even know why. I just feel like I'm getting to a point with Michael's family where I've been so many times, like. There's just a familiarity that's been uh, built up now, which is yeah. just really nice to be back there. And I just really love his family, and I love the town and the the warmth and the the food, and um, just had a nice time. And then we spent the last two nights in New Orleans, the city, and stayed at the Roosevelt Hotel, which is known as the most like decorated hotel during Christmas time in downtown New Orleans. So it was just... I saw some of your pictures. And oh I my was like, God. Whoa. It yeah. was cool. It was cool to be in like the hotel where the lobby is just packed full of people taking videos and pictures for their Instagrams. And like, we'd be up in our room and just be like, it's weird to think that like just downstairs, is just like a mob of people at all times. Uh, but then some yeah. early mornings I would get up to go get coffee and I'd be the only one down there. And it would just be these like magnificent trees covered in lights and these chandeliers and it's a really old hotel, so it's been doing this Christmas decoration for, you know, over a hundred years. Um, it looks so cool. I it's like so cool. I'll, okay, I'll be really honest. I do want to visit New Orleans again one yeah. day, but the yeah. one time I went there, it was August, and I wanted oh, to die. No. So I, mean, I was I, like, oh, yeah, if I, no. yeah, <laughs> like if I ever visit again, it has to be in December. Has but to be. that would be perfect because that's what I want to see now. I really want to see that hotel. I want to oh. see the decorations. It was like really cool to see your photos. Yeah, and there's other hotels that are just as decorated. <clears throat> like it's a thing for hotels to just get so decked out. So we spent a lot of time going to different hotels, honestly, and just finding their fancy bars. One of my favorite memories, I feel like, of the year was Christmas night. So we got to New Orleans on Christmas Day, and we were just like, I don't know what it's gonna be like. Is are there gonna be people out? Is it gonna be dead? Like it's Christmas Day. So we ended up at the uh, carousel bar in this really cool hotel that we've stayed at before called Monteleone. And it was this fancy bar and it was just full of people out for a drink for Christmas night. And there was a live jazz band and it was just like full of like joy. And I just had a moment huh. to be like, here we are like in this beautiful bar on Christmas night with like live music and everyone is just like happy and it's like that's cool fancy we're just all having like cocktails and martinis and just like celebrating Christmas it was it was really beautiful so I had a great time and then then yeah I I fell into the void of between the holidays as well harder I think than ever before too and I think like Christmas was on Monday so then like we were traveling on Wednesday I think and then I got back and worked like Thursday Friday and then went and then I went to the Grand for New Year's Eve and I mean I got back to work on like Tuesday so it just I never knew what day it was and I still right. feel like this weekend like I've done nothing today because I just cannot like oh literally we'll get there but Scott and I have been waiting and waiting and waiting to watch killers of the flower moon because we know that it's like three and a half hours long Uh and every time we eat dinner and then we like yeah you want to watch a movie we're like i'm watching a three and a half hour movie right now so we put it on at 10 a.m today because we were just on the couch and we're like yeah girl so and it was great we watched it but but yeah like i haven't done anything today but watch that movie 
Yeah, this is the first day I've been able to stay still since like December 20th. So yeah, I'm like really catching up. I, I literally just woke up from like a hardcore nap. Um, Good for you. Thanks. Yeah, Michael was like, I'm actually going to go hiking today. And I was like, I love that for you. I'm not. Yeah, I, I love that for you. Not for yep, me. Not for me. <laughs> Uh, that's great yeah. well yeah i mean holidays i hope everybody had great holidays yeah um, we're in 2024 <clears throat> yeah and here we are here we are well since this is pop culture podcast i say let's pop off let's about pop some off. movies yeah <clears throat> what are right. you watching well so <laughs> i don't go to the movies a lot anymore because I've, i'm sure i've told you but it used to be my favorite thing to do mm-hmm. and now i can't stand it yeah. Because everybody's talking, everybody uh-huh. talks through the movie. They're on their phone, like, uh, and I need it to be one hundred percent quiet. I don't want to hear anybody's thoughts. I don't want to see anyone's phone. It just bugs me. Mm-hmm. So the only time I really go see a lot of movies now is maybe a couple summer movies and definitely a couple winter movies because those are going to be like up for Oscars and stuff anyway, right? Sure. So I have gone to the theater recently. I went and saw three movies in the theater this winter season, and they were um, Wonka which I loved. Oh, good. I'm um, curious about it. The Boy and the Heron, which is the new Hayao Miyazaki animated movie. So good. And The Color Purple, which was also Ooh. great. So Wonka, I'll put it this way. Like, I think I love Wicked, right? But I do think it ushered in this whole age of like the prequel of how did this, how, like Maleficent, how did she become evil, totally. right? Cruella, how did Cruella become evil? So mm-hmm. I was like, do we need Wonka? Do we need to know how he started making candy? Like, I don't care. No. But then I found out that it was written and directed by Paul Keene, who made the Paddington movies, which oh. I think are perfect movies. I've like they hearing have... that they're like some <clears throat> of the best movies ever made. They are they are some of the best movies I've ever seen. They have 100 percent score on I mean, I don't care about Rotten Tomatoes and critics sure. and blah blah blah. But they people generally are like, these are the best movies I've ever seen. And I mentor students at the college that I went to for their like thesis and their uh, comics projects and stuff. And I'm continually sending them a video on YouTube about story structure and character, like setting up characters and having them pay off. That's modeled after Paddington. So I was mm. like, all right, I'll give this a chance. I went to it, had no idea it was a musical. None. And like, the there's a million musical, a musical numbers. Yeah. And there's like a million musical numbers in it. Huh. And I was like, none of the commercials say this is a musical which is interesting because this new mean girls movie that they keep promoting is also a musical right none of the you know like this is a common thing now like they don't want to let anyone know why do you that think these that is are mu- because they think pe- because they don't go. test well in trailers they're like well people don't want to go see a musical yeah. and i'm like people like okay that is to me bs it's another trend because i think the whole point of I mean, anybody that's younger than us is going to be like, oh, I haven't seen this movie. But I think the whole point of like Moulin Rouge when that mm-hmm. hit mm-hmm. was like the whole point was Baz Luhrmann was telling you, yeah, you do like musicals because you right. like music. Mm-hmm. Right. And and that the whole point was that like there's like one original song in that movie and the rest are like songs you already know. So it got you mm-hmm. excited. And oh, my God, they're singing like a virgin. And, you mm-hmm. know, like it was fun. After that, they made Chicago. They mm-hmm. made like all kinds of musicals started coming out. And they're like, oh, Hollywood, those musicals again. So it's just a trend. It's like you, you also also you know what I hate. You know what I hate. I love a musical. I love a musical movie. What I hate is a surprise musical movie. If I didn't yeah. know it was a musical, and then they start singing, it's very uncomfortable. Right. I don't like that. Well, I suddenly I'm very like, glad that I've told you that it's a musical because yeah. go into it knowing it's a musical and you're gonna love it. There's then one song that he sing, like it's so sweet and like spoilers guys a little bit. I'm not gonna ruin much, but there's a character in it that he befriends and she's this little like orphan girl, right? Okay, and. Um, he he finds out she's never had chocolate because she's kind of like a like a slave to this like people that run this laundry. Sure. And he's like, oh, I'm going to make you some chocolate. And she's like, OK, he's like, but I need some milk. And she's like, OK, well, you can go to the store basically. Right. And he's like, no, no, we need a special kind of milk. So he takes her and this is so sweet. They break into the zoo. And he takes her to the giraffe compound. What? And he like, yeah. And he Built befriends this giraffe. giraffe. Yes. He's like, <laughs> it sounds so weird. But he's like, oh, her name's Abigail. And he's like, Abigail. And he talks to her. He's like, I really want to do something nice for my friend. If you wouldn't mind. And like, and so then like he sings a song and the two of them like dance through this like zoo. And it's so sweet, sweet because okay. the whole song is her like, the whole song is her being like, for a moment, I forgot to be sad. 
Mm. Like he, like you know, and he's like he, she, she's basically saying like, oh, this guy makes people happy. Yeah, and it was really good. It was a really sweet movie. I want to watch it many more times. Um, the Boy and the Heron is pretty much what you might expect from a Hayao Miyazaki movie. Mm-hmm. Are you familiar with his stuff? Oh yeah, he made oh, totally. Yeah, <laughs> I really liked it. Some people are saying like, oh, I don't know, it's like not what I expected and whatever. I didn't, I didn't know anything about it going in, and I thought it was going to be one of his more like serious not very magical movies if you know what i mean because he's made Mm -hmm. some about like world war ii and you know and it kind of starts out that way and then it turns into this crazy fantasy Mm. i really liked it i think it's worth watching it's really fun i hope it's nominated for like best animated picture or whatever um and the other movie i saw color purple you know it's the musical adaptation of the broadway show based on the you know movie um it was really good i think it's gonna get I mean, uh, two of the people in it have already been nominated for Golden Globes, Fantasia mm-hmm. and um, forget her name. Dan- is it Daniel Brooks? She played Sophia. Anyway, she was in um, Orange is the New Black. Yes, I love her. Yeah, <clears throat> she was great in it. Um, you know, it's a musical. And so those a lot of the musical numbers are t- they take up quite a bit of space. So for me, some of the acting wasn't as nuanced as, say, like Whoopi Goldberg did. Mm-hmm. You know, you can you're never going to top her. But like it was still it was still really good. Um, like I said, well, we just watched Killers of the Flower Moon. I also barely knew what it was about. I knew it was about like the Osage Indian murders. Uh-huh. uh-huh. But like, I I didn't know who Leo was playing. I didn't know who like De Niro was playing. I didn't know any of this. <laughs> I I don't know how to talk about it without spoiling stuff. <laughs> but I'm just gonna say it's a very long movie. It's three and a half mm-hmm. hours long, right? Mm-hmm. And I am at a point where Katya explained this so well. She's like, when I see a movie now, I am sorry, I don't want any gray. I need it black or white. You're, she's like, I want like a Kill Bill. Like, you're bad, you yeah. messed me up, and now I'm gonna fucking kill you. Uh-huh. Like, I kind of need that right now when considering the state of the world. You know, I don't wanna, I don't want any, let me put it this way. I don't want any nuance mm-hmm. to make me eat. To, if you're trying to make me feel bad for the fact that, spoiler guys, spoiler, do you care about spoilers? No, I don't. Okay, if you're trying to make me feel bad about the fact that Leonardo DiCaprio is slowly poisoning his wife, and you're supposed to no. feel bad, I don't know. Like, I don't like maybe like but oh he, he's no, he's supposed a... to be like somewhat likable in the movie. Yeah, like he's Ew. he's kind of the main character. Ew, no. And Mm-mm. and I read that, and, and and what makes me even worse, like that worse, or hate like that worse. <laughs> I don't know. That's what I think. <laughs> what makes me more upset is that I read that the first draft of this movie barely had the molly character in it the osage indian woman mm. and it's like no that like like you can't do okay it would be like a, about doing like um a movie about like any group's genocide committed by like white people and then feeling sorry for the white people i don't think so no. <laughs> like i don't need that anymore i don't want that um, so anyway, it was fine, whatever. I, I watched it because I know that she's probably going to get nominated for an Oscar. She kind of, I think she deserves it. She was really great in it. Sure. But I don't care about anybody else in it. Sorry. <laughs> I really um, don't care about Leonardo DiCaprio in particular. I, I don't, just I really don't. don't. I really don't. And I haven't for a long time. <clears throat> and so I'm going to go on a soapbox here for a minute. Because one of the reasons I also held off on watching it is because I feel like the Martin Scorsese conversation about like how superhero movies have ruined cinema is so tired so me, tired so tired and it wouldn't be so bad it wouldn't bother me so much if he would just leave it alone mm-hmm. but he keeps talking about it and the thing that i like if i was in a room alone with him i would be like look marty what you probably don't realize is that the reason superhero movies do well in the theater is because people don't want to pay a lot of money going to the movies is not cheap anymore. Yeah. It is an expensive thing to do. And people will pay a hundred dollars to go to a theme park, which is why people go see these exciting blockbuster, big action filled movies in the theater because they want the, they want to feel like it was worth their experience. If it's an indie movie, if it's a slow movie, people still watch those, but they, they wait for them to come to streaming. Mm -hmm. That's just the world we live in now. And like, that sucks. That's unfortunate. I wish that it wasn't that way. But the thing that's going to make people come back to the theater, unfortunately, which is not going to happen, 
is if movies were cheaper to go to and totally. if people would turn their effing phones off and shut the f up yeah like don't yeah, make, yeah. like like i don't want to have when when we can sit in our pajamas <laughs> in the comfort of our own home pause the movie make our own snacks it, like and we have tvs now that are as big as friggin' movie theater screens nobody's gonna pay to go to the theater to do that like, they just no. don't no so Especially, that's the like, reason yeah, especially how fast movies come out on streaming. The window is so yeah. small now. So, like, I have a projector. I have my own little movie theater. Why would I go in? I mean, it takes, like, a movie like Barbie for me to actually go right. to a theater and, and watch it. And the thing it. Is, that, is that that was sort of, not even by the company, really, but that was marketed by people as, like, an event. Yeah. That was the event of the summer. You had to be part of it because... And you yeah. had to take part and tell people what your experience with it was. And everybody had gone to the theater. Everybody yeah. was having that experience. And, like, people were dressing up. It was a whole thing. But, like, a, a Martin Scorsese two-and-a-half-hour drama, I, I'm good. I don't need to Well, go but that's what's it. unfortunate is that I feel like the story about this, this, like, horrendous, heinous genocide that happened to the, like, Osage people, like... That's a story that people should know. People should watch. For sure. People should see. So then, like, you know, like, that's the unfortunate thing is that, like, movies being expensive and being the way they are now. Sorry about it. But, like. Yeah. I will know, like, watch I mean, that movie. Would, like, I will what, watch yeah. it when it comes streaming. I will. <clears> but, but I think it would I think it would blow his blow his mind if someone was like, oh, my two favorite movies this year that I think were the two best movies are Killers of the Flower Moon and uh, The Marvels. He'd be like, yeah. what? Yeah. <laughs> You know, right. it's like we don't have we can't we don't have to like just be on team one or the other. No. You know, um, there's one other movie I saw that I want to mention real quick. And then there's one that we both saw that I want to hear what you yeah. thought about first. Okay. Okay. But um, the movie I saw is bizarre. It's an animated movie. It came out last year, I believe. It is a Spanish French production. It is in Spanish with English subtitles. And it's called Unicorn Wars. Okay, I already love it. The and I'm going to send you the trailer later. The animation was gorgeous, like stunning. Mm. And the it it's crazy. <laughs> it's about basically a race of like teddy bears uh. who who are training to go to war to kill the unicorns that live in the forest. Okay. And and you're like what and it's like gory. Like, there's, like, battle fight scenes where the unicorns are, like, goring, like, the bears, and the bears are stabbing the unicorn. And you're like, what is this? It was gorgeous. It was, like, a parable, like, a fable kind of thing. The animation was beautiful. And it really was basically a story about two brothers, the two these two bears who were brothers, and, like, how different they are and, like, their different reasons for, like, doing this. I was... I have never seen anything like it. So I recommend definitely at least everybody go to YouTube and look up the trailer for Unicorn Wars. It was stellar. I thought it was really cool. How can you watch it? Is there a way to watch it? Um, you can <laughs> pay for it. I think on streaming, okay, or you okay. can buy the you can buy the Blu-ray. Um, I saw it through, uh, let's just say magical means. Sure, sure. <laughs> um, but yeah. Um, so check that out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what have you been watching? I mean, I kept hearing about Saltburn, and same. The, the reactions online were so like. Do not watch this with your parents. It's so crazy. It's mm -hmm. so like there's traumatizing scenes and it's super gay and and of course I'm like okay well I have to see it. I have to know what they're talking about and I yeah. and and I kept hearing about a bathtub scene and so I watched it on the plane ride back from New Orleans. I was like perfect. I'm just gonna put this on and you know my takeaways for one is I just genuinely liked the movie. I thought it was just yeah. a, an enthralling film that was you know, uh, well-made. And um, it made me realize the the whole thing with Jacob Aldori, I get it. Um, like, he was very handsome. What I loved about the movie was that it was based in, like, 2006, which is a really particular time to base a movie on. Um, yeah. And there's just, like, little things that I kept noticing that I was like, oh, my God, that's so 2006. Like, Well, just... did you... So did you see the other movie that this director made, Emerald Fennel? She made promising I, I told, young woman, uh, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. I still haven't seen it. I need to. Okay, it's all about. It's basically all about Britney. It yeah. takes place specifically in the early two thousand. So she sets movies like at that time. It's just as messed up as Saltburn, yeah. and it's and, great. So I was, I knew that going in. So I was like, I think I'm gonna mm -hmm. like this movie. 
and she is the writer and director and she was in the barbie movie she was yep she was uh midge midge yeah that's so she crazy. also played the young camilla in the crown yeah. oh my god so this girl she's she's kind of coming for us she's killing it i feel like she's i mean that she and greta gerwig have to be good friends obviously they have because, to. Yeah. because like they um they were both you know both involved in barbie and then yeah they're both actresses and director writers yeah. you know like it wasn't like a great. mistake that she like asked her to come be midge <clears throat> like i'm sure yeah. that was like some fun little well nod, there's like, like deleted scenes of midge giving birth oh really <laughs> yeah you can find that's them funny. they're pretty great so, so she doesn't speak in the whole movie and i was like what but then you oh, realize oh there was deleted scenes yeah. oh, okay i for one was not i didn't find anything in that movie so traumatizing like people have made it out to be and maybe it's just because i'm a 40 year old gay man who i've just kind of seen it all so like yeah this really was not that crazy i i left it being like okay that was actually a good film it was a good movie about obsession about infatuation about like well you know, it, it makes me wonder yeah um like maybe young people today who see it or just have never seen anything like this but i feel like you and me remember when that movie was called the talented mr ripley you know what i mean so we've yeah, like seen totally. stuff like this before we're like like a single white female kind of thing big time you know yeah so i mean i love that uh that uh sophie ellis bexter because i've always loved i've always loved her song murder on the dance floor so i'm like oh very excited like it's like it's like cut back into like the uk top 10 charts <laughs> yeah i love that song too i it so, I so when like, I lived in LA, I would, uh -huh. my friend, my friends and I would go dance at this club called Tiger Heat. I was in my early 20s. Okay. Good yeah. dance at Tiger Heat. And um, what was it called? Tiger Heat? Tiger Heat. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I was like 22 guys. Um, but we would go and then they would play that song. Uh -huh. And my friends and I started making up like almost like a line dance kind of thing, like dance to it. And we would start doing it together. And then we would clap at the same time. Oh, and totally. people started doing it with us every oh week. It was like really fun. That's anyway. <laughs> amazing. Yeah, because yeah. I, I studied abroad in London in 2003. So right. a lot of the like the nods and the the music, I was like, God, this is so like junior, senior times like. It was so fun. And just like the way that they dress, the way they have their hair, like, yeah, it is weird that now that like early, early 2000s, early aughts are this like, that's 20 years has, ago. That it has a so, feel. Like, it has a feel now, which like at that time, that's what the 80s were, which felt so far along before. Well, do you, you know? remember when like the 90s didn't really have a feel? We were like, what? And now you can pinpoint. Oh, so easily. clearly. So yeah. Clearly. And yeah, now it's the early aughts. We're like, he's, he's wearing seriously a, a live strong yellow bracelet. Like, like right. down to those details. I'm like, oh God, we all had that on. And just like the way he would dress, it's how I dressed in college. It's like how he dressed. Um, yeah. So I thought it was a good movie. I liked it. I was into it. Can I would I, recommend it. Can I tell you one thing that I thought was going to happen that didn't? Yeah. Okay. Spoilers, guys. Spoilers, spoilers. If you don't want to know about Saltburn, if you haven't seen it yet, you Give want to watch it. Do not look. Thank you. So, the guy, the American guy, that's like part of their family with like the big hair, right? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> how he kind of like, I don't know what you say, discredits him, gets him basically out of the family and shamed, right? Mm -hmm. So at the end, when he's like naked in the house and he's like about to dance, the camera turns all the way around. And it gives you the feeling, she's brilliant, because it gives you the feeling, oh, that someone's behind him. There's going to be someone behind him mm. when the camera stops moving. I thought that he was going to come back with a gun and, like, kill him. That makes sense. And it didn't happen. <laughs> so, I don't know. Hmm. Because, like, he gets he gets kicked out. He He's the one person that kind of, like, gets kicked out of their family and not killed, right? Mm. Mm -hmm. So, I was like, oh, he's still alive. Is he going to come back? And, mm -hmm. you know... We just, we just kind of forget That's about true. him. But yeah, anyway. there's there's been some TikTokers who have really broken down the foreshadowing of like how people die in the movie and how they like hint to it earlier on. It's really cool. Remember so, when he like throws the rock of his with his dad's yeah. name, but it doesn't uh -huh. go in the water? Yeah. So you're like, oh, so is he not? Is he dead? not dead? Yeah. Uh -huh. mm, yeah. Lots of stuff like that. It was really good. Yeah, it kept my interest, <laughs> and it's hard. It's it's hard to keep my interest in a plane. So like. Like when I'm traveling, like I get really like uncomfortable and 
I never know what to watch, but that one just was like such a good movie for a plane. Yeah. Anyway, uh, what other movies um, are you watching? Or I mean, TV? that's pretty much that's well, TV. Let's pop off about TV. Let's pop off about TV. <clears throat> um, there's an animated series that Scott and I started watching, and it's called Carol at the End of the World, and it's basically about you know a meteor's gonna hit their world, gonna everybody's gonna die. So it's about what people would do. So this woman Carol um goes to visit her parents and her parents are suddenly like nudists because they're like well we don't care anymore right and you see everybody going kind of crazy and nuts but the thing that's interesting about this show is that carol as a character is someone who in order to survive the what's going to come she needs everything to stay as as the the same as it has been so she starts looking for like a really boring job And it's a really interesting analyzation of like, well, some pe- yeah, some people can't just like, well, cool, whatever. I guess I'm just going to do whatever I want. She's like, no, I in, in order for me to like not fully go nuts, I need to continue to go to work. I need to continue to live my life mm-hmm. until the moment I can't. And I thought that was a really interesting take on this. It's animated. Um, in the second episode, some, I don't want to ruin it because it is so funny, but there's something that happens that Scott and I were like, oh. Like it, it like really surprised us, and now we're like, oh, we have to watch more of this. Um, so have you ever seen the movie Melancholia? No, but I know enough about it. It's basically that, but animated. Okay, okay, <laughs> yeah. Um, I also started um season two of a show. I don't know if you saw the first season, but it's called The Curious Case of Natalia Grace. No, and it's a documentary series. It's very bizarre. It's it's basically about this couple who adopt a little girl from Ukraine and then claim that they find out that she is older than she was saying she is, that she's actually, that basically when she was eight or nine, they legally changed her age to 22. Wait, yeah, this is real, so right? Just, yes. Yes. So that she, I've seen so clips that, of so it. That they could basically get her out of the house and have her live on in an apartment on her own. And she was like a child. But the whole first season is like, but was she? But is she? But is it like the orphan? Is she trying to know? Is she nuts? So season two has started. Isn't the dad like completely batshit crazy? More bonkers than I've ever seen anyone in my entire life. Yeah. Like, I think, I mean, I hate to say it because like, mm, I think that he might have some autism. Like, I don't know. But like, like he's so bizarre it's, that it's very cringe. It makes you so uncomfortable. Ugh. Um because <clears throat> you come to find out all of this conspiracy weird stuff their family was doing, like the reasons they might have adopted her, why they might have wanted people to, because in season two, it's all from her perspective. And she's like, okay. they, she's like, when they adopted me, they took me to the dentist. The dentist told them, no, she still has baby teeth. Like, here's the x-rays. She has adult teeth. that So she can't be any older than eight. Uh. So it's like, so they must have known that she was a child. How but bizarre. why would they why would they say she was in it? You know what I mean? So everything's starting to come out in season two and it's wow. insanity. They do a DNA test to figure out exactly how old she is, and what? then you find out. But the thing that's really getting to me about this season is that eventually she was adopted by a different family. And you see them like interact and you're like, oh, they're nice and they're they're loving to her, and right? But then you find out that they're like total Jesus freaks. Yeah, she goes to no. confront her her previous dad, and before they go in, he like the dad, her new dad, puts his hands on her head, and he's like, "The court of God's law is oh, the." No. And I'm like, "Okay, so now she's just no. being abused spiritually and mentally and emotionally." Yeah, great. great, okay. Um, but yeah, it's very bizarre. I recommend people watch it. Um, it's a really crazy thing. I think it's on Amazon Prime. Ooh, um, that sounds good. That sounds like a good <laughs> yeah. January binge. Oh, yeah. I think there's only six episodes, like, in season okay. one, you know? So it, it's Great. cool. I'd really like to know what you think of it. Yeah. Um, and then Scott and I started watching season two of a show people might be familiar with called Traitors. Sure. Um, you know, they made an American one, that, who the, and the host is Alan Cumming. Mm-hmm. The thing that's different about the American version is that um, it's some people who are, like, I guess recruited or auditioned for the show, just regular people and some, you know, celebrities in sarcastic sure. quote marks. Right. Um, I think because 
they don't trust that American audiences won't watch it if there aren't mm-hmm. some like a Real Housewife or something on it. You know what I mean? Um, the the one on BBC is just like regular people. Yeah. But psychologically, it's the way the game unfolds, like the, what it does to people's minds. I, psychologically, I think it's my favorite reality competition show next to like Drag Race. Well, you remember my whole experience with Traders. Oh, I do. <laughs> do you want to yeah. let the people know? Well, I got so close to being on the first season. I was down to like, I was on the last stage, like the last step. Like it was, yeah. it was between me and like one other person and I didn't get it, um, <clears throat> which is fine. But like getting that close was really exciting. because I was just like, what would happen if I was on a reality show? Like that is so fun to think about. But then um, I didn't get it. And then I just felt so bitter about it. And I, just am having a bitter moment still. I can't get over yeah. it. I need to get over it and watch it because everybody loves it. And I need to just watch the show. But it's almost like the more I like it, the more I'll be bitter that I wasn't. A I part mean, of I it. can totally see that. Yeah. Um, but you never know. Like, traders could run for many, many seasons. And maybe you'd it's be true. on, like, you know, think about Queens who are on Drag Race season 10. It's not like, yeah, totally. You know, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, it's, the thing that's funny is that um, the host of this season on the BBC, um, <clears throat> she, early on is like so you think that you know what's gonna happen because like obviously all these people studied the first season sure so then they change up a couple things which is kind of great fun fun um they're like rate a queen no i'm kidding yeah right oh my god (laughs) um the only other thing i've watched that i'm pretty sure you haven't is a show called cooking crush okay and it's about this guy who is in culinary school and um this other guy who like is very mysterious has lots of secrets he's studying to be a doctor and he for some reason really wants to learn how to cook so he offers to pay the culinary student to teach him how to cook and the culinary student's like no i don't want to have anything to do with this leave me alone i who cares and then the culinary student's sister loses all her tuition money and so in order to help her like pay for school he agrees to teach this guy to cook um and of course they kind of start to like each other so sure. <laughs> anyway it's really sweet it's on youtube um yep. so if you want to check it out check it out but yep. what tv have you been watching oh well again on the airplane i needed something else to watch to binge so i decided to download episodes of married at first sight which new seasons are popping up on netflix so i that's a dating show it's a reality dating show which i do love that category of television but uh I prefer the love is blind version where they can actually have conversations between a wall where they can actually hear their voice and get to know them. I mix the two of them up a lot. Yeah. Love is blind. They don't see each other, but they get to date and talk with the wall between them. And then they decide to get engaged. So that concept is crazy. Like you're getting engaged to someone that you've never spent time with in the same room and you haven't met their family. You haven't, you know, and they're getting engaged and then and then they go through like the whole process of getting to know their family and they have a bachelorette party and then and then they go to the altar and decide if they actually want to say i do that oh concept is wild married at first sight takes that concept and like does the most extreme version where they don't get any of that they don't get to talk to the person meet them know anything about them their name or anything and they go to the altar with both of their families there and they meet them for the first time in front of everybody at an altar and they say i do and they get legally married to a complete stranger where these like psychologists and therapists and like a pastor paired them up and said you guys are a perfect match trust us and then the movie or the show is about them getting to know each other after they're married and they have like six weeks to decide if they're going to get a divorce. But if they get a divorce, it's like a real divorce. So it's just, it boggles my mind. I I can't tell if I like the show or hate it. Because Love is Blind, the, big, the best thing about Love is Blind is that it's fast. It's eight episodes. Like it goes through every stage so fast. Married at First Sight is like 20 episodes. Like they stretch it out. So I oh. watch like the first five episodes and get to know the people. <laughs> <clears throat> kind of watch the cringe moments, the the ick of it all. And then I skip and watch like the last three episodes and just see if they stay together. Um, but that show, I just, I, those psychologists who decide to like pair these people up, 
they need their certification taken out of their hands. Like they are yeah. doing so much harm. This is insane. It's not like fate. It's not psychology based. It's like, this is insane. This is insane. I, I really, the show is wild. Like if you want to see the most unhinged cringe reality TV, it's married at first sight. It's wild. But um, so it's funny because whenever I hear about a show like this, all I can think about is some conservative who is like screaming about the sanctity of marriage. Right. It's like, no, we have reality TV shows where you can marry somebody you've never met. Seriously. <laughs> like, yeah. And so like, the sanctity of marriage. Right. And some of the people <clears throat> who are on the show are super religious people who like don't want to be divorced. Like they really don't want that, like that, like the heaviness of being divorced so like they oh really God. are trying to like make it work with this stranger and it's just like oh like what are we doing what are we doing this is yeah. awful but whatever it's a, it's a crazy reality show and it's like the poor man's love is blind love is blind is just way better um that and then the crown i haven't finished the last few episodes it's so we're at the point now where prince william is like in his 20s going to college uh i guess late teens um so it's the last few episodes and yeah it is it reminds <clears throat> me a little bit of salt burn because it's that nostalgic like early 2000s era so the music they listen to the things they do the way they dress it's all very like like me and prince william we're probably all the same age like girl i started playing natalie and brulia and i was like oh yes! god i know and like chubba wumba tub thumping. Uh -huh. i was like okay we're playing smash mouth now got it got right it, got it yeah the funny thing is is that when the show starts to kind of focus on him mm -hmm. i mean it's and and it focused so much on diana too which is inevitable but I was like, can we get back to Elizabeth? Like, isn't that what the I, show is? I mean, like, I you really, know? I, I feel the same when I'm watching this now. Like, I'm trying to be as invested as I've always been in the show. But, like, I look back, I think back <laughs> at, like, fucking Gillian Anderson being Margaret Thatcher. Margaret Thatcher. With, like, uh, the queen who played her, got the famous lady. But, like, those scenes were so intense. Oh, Olivia Coleman. Olivia Coleman. Like, yeah. those two playing these iconic women and like what they went through. I, I mean, I, I was so enthralled with the acting and just the, the severity of the situations and things I didn't know a lot about. Like that show was just, I lived, I lived for it. Now I'm kind of like, okay, it's about. It's about time to end like, it. <laughs> it's about time. It's about time. But like, <clears throat> well, I, I would have preferred they would have stuck with it being about the queen, even if that's about Diana and same. William. I wish they would have seen, would have just seen her perspective. It's almost like they feel like she's not as interesting because she's older. So they have to switch to what we know yeah. more about. I don't know. But there's a, have you seen the episode yet that like, it's one of the last ones, maybe one of the last four, but there's an episode where you see her in flashback, like even before she was played by Claire Foy. I don't think so. In the first season. <clears throat> it's a great episode where like after the war, her and her sister, Margaret, go out dancing with a bunch of Americans. Oh, I think you were telling me about this. Yes. It's fascinating. It's really good. That's a great episode. So I'm excited for you to see that one. Love it. Um, Yeah. So, you know, it's the end of a huge era. Like when The Crown first came out, it was such a big deal. Um, It was like kind of Netflix's first like major show. Uh, yeah. Like competing like a with. Huge budget show. Uh-huh. So um, I'm sad to see it go, but it's okay. And then, other than that, it's just Drag Race. Uh, are you caught so, up with Canada? Yes. Before we get into Drag Race, which this actually has to do with Drag Race, there's something I forgot to mention about the Traders that I think you will oh. find very interesting. Okay. Um, so the Traders is uh, it airs on the BBC, right? Mm -hmm. And they have a cash prize of like a hundred thousand dollars or something, or pounds or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. When I heard that, I was like, wait a minute, the BBC. You're not supposed to give out money. It's publicly funded, right? Yeah. So you're not supposed to give out money. So Scott looked into it, and he found that you can give money away on the BBC. Hmm. But only if your show, if it's a competition show, it can't have any producer meddling or involvement. So what that means... How do they not? How does Traders not have producers meddling and involved? I don't know, but they must just... Because they must have Claudia, the host, come in and just be like, all right, here's the game. Here's yeah. how we're going to play it. But and on Drag Race, it. 
they're very involved. And on the uh, Bake Off, they don't give away money. Huh. Those shows are very uh, steered in a direction by Interesting. That's interesting Mm -hmm. for them to have That's why they can't give out money. Huh. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. It was it was actually Joe Black, um, the previous contestant on Drag Race UK, <clears throat> who oh, yeah. posted a thing on their social media that was like, "I'm just going to leave this right here," and it was all that information that got huh. found. Yeah, that's crazy. Like, so that's all I'm going to say. And I was like, "Oh my goodness, that's wild." Yeah, isn't that bizarre? Yeah, like, that's oh, super bizarre. Okay. Um. Anyway, I am caught up on Canada. You want to talk about that one? Yeah, I mean briefly. I. I was really into the season. Now it's down to like top four. I haven't finished the last episode. So I don't know who on the makeover challenge. That's literally what I was watching ah. today. And then I passed out. So I don't know who the top four are. But I also I'm, don't really care. Yeah, I'm not super invested, I think, in this season for some reason. I will say that. Uh, who is it? Venus. Yeah. She's an I audience. don't understand why. She- I don't understand why she doesn't wear any makeup. <laughs> yeah, that's annoying. Because she thinks like, she's so pretty, she doesn't need it. But, like, the 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 shit they gave... I mean, I know it's two different franchises. But, like, they gave Marsha so much shit for not wearing makeup. And it's like... Exactly. And Marsha's you know, gorgeous. The rules are all over the place. Uh-huh. So. I yeah. I, I really don't like Melinda. She drives me Oh, crazy. gosh. She had a nervous breakdown on TV. She sure did. Do you remember? Yeah. She sure did. And it was <laughs> not a good look. It was no, not it really cute. wasn't. It was not cute. Um not at all. And and ever since then I was like, what are you what are you doing? Actually, no, ever since she first walked into the workroom, I was like, I don't like this girl. With her like so, rainbow onesie. I'm not sure if you know this, but in Spanish, one of the words for penis is verga. Okay. And mi linda means my beautiful. <laughs> is her last name Verga? Yeah, so her drag name is My Beautiful Penis. <laughs> that's amazing. I did Isn't that, that hilarious. That's really good. That's really, yeah. really good. I mean, yeah. Sure. I'll give her that. So um, we'll see who who we'll wins. See. I'm not super invested, but neither. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Um, what you think about the premiere of the new drag race season last night? I thought it was really fun. Yeah, um me too. I enjoyed it. I love seeing Charlize come in there and talk. Oh, God. Charlize Theron. She's cool and supportive. Could she, yeah. she is like de-aged herself. Like, I know. She looks incredible. She looks incredible. Um, I don't know. Again, with the rules. Like, um, the, so, so like last season, I guess, Selena S. Titties, they were like, um, your breastplate, those boobs are too close and they're too high up. Mm-hmm. But they fucking love it when it's, you know, whatever her name is. Safira. Charade or Shanjit Savira, Safira. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, okay. Like, it's basically like, Adore, why don't you wear any body? But then Naomi Smalls comes in wearing no body and they're like, we love it. Like, oh, we so love it. Just, you yeah. Know, I know. It's arbitrary. Again, my friend Chucho was like, just watch Drag Race as a variety show and not as a competition and you'll totally, love it. Totally. Um, I'm sick of, like, can you imagine if Rue was like, your first challenge is, a talent show and you cannot do a song please, about who you are please say that I'm, I'm i'm sick of it like i'm, I'm so I'm... sick of it they all blend together they all look and sound exactly the same it doesn't like, matter yes mama work my name is so and so and i'm here to slay like i'm here to on. take the crown yeah i can't like I can't it's just it, like w- there has to be something more well, and that's like even if they do them that, even if they said, if even if they didn't say you can't do that, you would think that queens by now, after seeing so many talent shows, would know that like those don't land, like they just don't yeah, like, land. That, sorry, but that's why my favorite was Hugh with like the weird puppet. Yes, like thing. so that easy. Was, I was dying. It was so. I was funny. dying. It was so funny. So silly. Like so anything. Anything else. Like. Even when like uh, uh, Manila Luzon like painted a painting, oh, it wasn't Manila. At least it was different. Yeah, I it think was something she, different. Fame, Miss Fame. Yeah, like did a painting, like yeah, or like Detox drumming with neon paint on her butt, like right. Something else, something else. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, it, but it was really fun. I liked the the um, porch photo shoot. Was kind of funny. I love um, that. 
their photo shoot was I'm, all like based on a ring, like a doorbell camera. Yeah. That was awesome. I'm curious to know whether or not um, this Rada Queen thing, is that going to happen all season? Is that just for the premieres? That's um, what we were saying last night. And I, I, they didn't even tell us who got rated lowest last night. They didn't even say. So are they going to save that for later? Are they going to have the two lowest people from the first and second episodes uh, compete to stay in the competition? Um, the rating is very, very the circle on Netflix. Like, it's yeah. literally what they do in the circle. And it's a triangle. I wonder if, like, like come on. After, the, after the premieres, I wonder if the two who are rated lowest you know, like Rue will reveal that and say you mm-hmm. two are up for elimination. Right. Like that's kind of what fine. I'm hoping for. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Um, and they brought back immunity. I wonder for how long. And it wasn't specific on like you don't necessarily get immunity next episode. It was like you get immunity at some point. Like they they made us they made a point to say that. They were like, you will get immunity at some point in the competition. So I think what well, it's I think... gonna Oh sorry, go ahead. I think what it might be is you get immunity, but you get to use it when you want. So like maybe That's if you what know I was you're doing bad. Too. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be like, I use immunity. Sorry. Yeah. Like you're in the bottom. Would you like to use your immunity? Yeah. Yes, please. Uh, okay. Yes. Then. So now the third person in the yes. lowest ranking is uh-huh, now in the uh-huh. right. So that could be interesting. Um, that could be interesting. Yeah. I don't know. Like I, w- I will say that, um, this is gonna. I don't know how to else put this. My, my friend Gabe and I were commenting on this last night that like the crop of girls that came in last night seemed mm-hmm. good, but also like kind of with the exception of maybe like Dawn, mm-hmm. like they seemed kind of like not very original, kooky. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And I was like, are they saving all the crazies for the second one? <laughs> for the second <laughs> batch? I can yeah. see that. Yeah. Um, I mean, we got a great name. With Amanda Tori meeting, I loved it. Not a we great, were not up. a great face, but not a great face, not great makeup, but a good name. Um, I was curious about um, I don't remember who what her name was, but um, God, you know, it takes me a couple episodes. But um, she's the Nicaraguan queen who lives with her parents, and they don't know she does drag. Yeah, I don't. Where know do name. they think you are right now? Where do they think <laughs> you are? And like. How do they not know? I don't know. Like it, it's always funny to me when people go on reality. They're like, they have no idea that I do drag. I'm like, well, is it's this like, the way might. you're gonna tell them? Okay, cool. Yeah, I mean, I understand that in some way, like, because you know, I didn't come out super late to until I mean, I didn't come out until super late to my parents. Yeah, until I was like practically thirty, mm-hmm. and I had to do something that would like force me to do it. Sure. You know what I mean? So I, I can understand like maybe like she did mention something about like, I'm just ready. I don't want to do this anymore. Mm-hmm. So like, this is going to force me to like, sure. You know, yeah. The same way that. that the same way that like angina coming out as um, HIV positive in the first season mm-hmm. forced her to then tell her parents, like yeah. I'm on the show, this is going to come out and mm-hmm. you know, whatever. So yeah, maybe just need those a... things to happen for you to yeah. eventually say it. Yeah. Um, I was a little bummed out because I thought they were going to show both premieres last night. Me too. But um, I guess they didn't. What do you think of this new untucked workroom kind of? Because that space, it was like, well, they have like all these like um, displays and like things. They had like a a shirt on a mannequin, I think, that said like, Chris, me unique this nerve and trauma. And they had like the big shade button. And like, I didn't even know that. Decorated a little weirdly. Yeah, check it out. I will check it out. Um, Next week or something. But. Do you have a favorite so far? Or? Oh man, I mean, hmm. Q was the one that did the the ballet dance, right? I think she's up there with one of my favorites so Me far. Too. It's so early to say, but like she also had a really fun runway look that had like the bug antennas yeah. and it was black. And um, so I'd say for the first episode, she's the one that's like standing out the most to me. Same. Um, um I am who... excited to see kind of what Dawn does, but I'm already mixing her up in my mind with denim. Oh Canada. god, totally. Totally. Yeah. Um yeah, and a little bit of Willow Pill too. Uh-huh. It is it is hard as we're getting into like the 16th season. It's really hard not <clears throat> to compare them to other drag queens and to be like, "Oh, you saw... you remind me of this queen. You remind me of this queen." Absolutely. Um I saw a really funny post that someone had like they posted a picture of Dawn and um the caption said protect dawn at all costs <laughs> and then someone retweeted it and was like buffy the vampire slayer season five. <laughs> Oh my god totally <laughs> <laughs> which is great considering 
that so Michelle Geller. Yeah, she'll be there. I wonder if Don will still be around. Oh my gosh, I, I hope so because I, I hope, hope so they make too. a joke out of it. Mm-hmm. I That'd hope they make a joke out. Of it. That'd be so good. I think um, it's a promising. That... No, go ahead. I was gonna say Don probably is young enough that she has no fucking clue who Buffy the Vampire no Slayer clue. is, but whatever. Not at all. I think it's a promising season. I'm excited to have it as something to do in January to have friends over Friday night. Yeah. It's like that ritual I really love having. So I appreciate it. Even though I drank a little bit too much Chardonnay and sparkling wine last night. So that's okay. That's okay. Hence the nap. But yeah. Yeah. Anyway, nice. I thought it would be <clears throat> wait, wait, what music are you listening to? Um, nothing new. Like obviously just still my, you know, crazy K pop stuff. But Scott bought me. And he said it was kind of difficult to find. He bought me a CD player for Christmas. Fun. But just like, well, so it plays CDs, but it also functions as a Bluetooth speaker. So if you want to play music from your phone. And it also, if you have like a USB drive that just has a ton of, say, Mm -hmm. MP3 files on it, Mm -hmm. you can plug it in and it will play all the MP3s on that drive. Um, It's also very portable. So all you have to, like, you have to plug it into the wall, but all you have Mm -hmm. to do is like, it's small. You can move it around and like put it in your bathroom, put it in Mm -hmm. whatever. So I've been going through all of my old CDs and just putting them on and listening to them. Mm-hmm. But because I stopped collecting CDs mm-hmm. in like, say, I don't know, uh, 20 to, or no, 2007 or eight. Yeah. All of my music is like early 2000s. It's in there. Mm-hmm. So it's very much like Natalie and Brulia, Tori Amos, Love Christina it. Aguilera. It's speaking of nostalgia, early mm-hmm. 2000s, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's all I've been listening to. And it's been kind of been kind of fun, especially since like one of my goals this year is to like finally pitch my autobiographical graphic novel thing. Mm, totally. And so much of that is like making me feel like in the teenage spirit again, you know? Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, that's sort of what, I, so what I've been listening to. But and Scott also bought me a cassette player, oh. like a like a like a Walkman. And Fun. it's not just a Walkman. You plug it into your computer, and it will transfer cassette tape audio to MP3 files. It'll Ooh. convert them to computer. So the whole reason he got me this is because my mom gave me a whole bunch of cassette tapes that she recorded of us like kids in the family talking when we were little and I've never really heard them and I haven't been able to listen to them because I don't have a Walkman that works. Wow. That's so I know. So I'm excited to like listen to them and hear them and see what's what's on them. Yeah. So So, I I found my old talk boy from like home alone. Oh my God. I, my brother had one. That's so cool. And the, the tape in it is of us talking as kids, but it does it like, it can't, play it back so i that's really cool i want to borrow your tape player oh. and listen to it yeah um that's really sweet it is weird to think that like i i still have all of my cds i can't get rid of them like i have I can't them. either i never will and i do have well my last car i just got a new car by the way and i don't know if my new car has a cd player in it but uh probably not but my last car did and i loved like grabbing a few cds and throwing them in my car and just like having them on i kind of want to do that now yeah yeah right i think in the oh my god i just realized as we're speaking that when i traded in my rav4 it had a cd in it and it was um oh it's kind of sad it was the first christina aguilera cd that i oh, had no. and i just like had it in there for fun and yeah just somebody is gonna find that who buys that you know car. there's there's like such a more and more there's like a bigger case for physical media totally because there's tv shows that like you know my friend ben told me that he was christmas shopping and some kid like behind him asked his mom like why would someone buy a dvd why would someone buy a blu-ray and that she was like well you know sometimes there's something you want to watch and you can't find it anywhere Mm -hmm. and sometimes when you do want to watch something you know, you go to Hulu or whatever, and you realize it's been taken down. Yeah. Like, you know, there's so same with like CDs and stuff. Like, yeah, there's certain CDs I have that are just like mixes, burned oh, mixes totally. that I'm like, oh, this is great. I want to listen to this. And, you know, and like, so, yeah, it's, Spotify and doesn't vinyl, have everything. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Vinyl's making a huge comeback. And yeah, Spotify doesn't always have everything. So and like if Spotify decided to just like go out of business, <clears> I would be so screwed. It's where all of all of my playlists are all of my favorite songs. Like it's where everything is. So yeah. It's really relying on like some third party company to like stay alive for me to have my library of music. 
I stop relying on that streaming. Stop relying <laughs> on that streaming. Um, okay, yep. so before we wrap up, I wanted to like just add a new section to just talk about Let's what's do it. what's happening in social medias because these most of my pop culture content comes from TikTok, Instagram, but mostly TikTok really. And there's just things that pop up that I would love to like chat about to be like, what is what is what is happening right now in the TikTok world? And right now, what my TikTok is all about is for one, the stupid Stanley Cups for some reason everyone's obsessed with. Uh. But then uh there's apparently this incident that happened in Miami at a mall where mm -hmm. every single police officer was deployed to a mall and um the the, the amount of cars in that it's, video is insane. The aerial footage is insane. It's like cop cars are going for like 30 blocks surrounding this mall. And what the news is saying is that there was a group of teenagers who were causing riffraff and lighting off fireworks. And then, of course, TikTok takes that and people start saying, why would it take hundreds, if not thousands of police officers for a group of literally four teenagers? Why would it do that? So the conspiracies start flying, and the main conspiracy is that aliens popped up in the mall, and that that is what it was. And I just love these conspiracies. And apparently, so I okay. I, let's let's be very clear. Yeah, I like I love science, right? So obviously, uh -huh. I'm of the mind that aliens, if aliens were real, and I love aliens and shit about aliens, and that's the one thing I really want to be real. But if they were real, it would take them more than our lifetimes to ever get here. Yeah, it would. They would not look anything like us. Mm -hmm. They, you know, so like I get all that. It's just really fun to like think about to talk I about. I love it because because not only did they report aliens, they also said shadow like giant shadow creatures. Yeah, eight feet tall. The word the word nephilim was trending, nephilim? which is like they're like giants from Bible times. Oh my god! Yeah, because they're really tall, right? Uh huh. The post I saw was like, "Girl, we don't humans don't even go to the mall. Why would yeah. aliens go to the mall?" <laughs> yeah, and and like so, this one guy was speaking on TikTok who was saying that he was the person who said that there were aliens initially. Like he said, "Okay, I know what it is. I was there." I mean, it was how aliens. are we supposed to know? We don't know, but who knows? But then he said that. Uh, He's come out now and said, you guys, I've never been to Miami. I just said that. Right. There but we go. The backlash of him is everyone's like, the government's telling him to say that he was there. Like, people double right. down on conspiracies so, so fast. Did you hear? that? I'll send you the video that I saw because it's this one woman. She, like, breaks everything down. But the air, tra air traffic was stopped completely in Miami. Above, the airport yeah. shut down. Oh, right? God. And so they're like, well, why would they do that? Right? Like, uh -huh. um. And they said that the that electricity went out for like many blocks around okay. that area. Of course, everyone's. I mean, the first question is like, okay, where's the clear photos? Then everybody has a a, a phone. Everyone right? has a phone. And um, someone's response was, well, whenever someone tried to take a picture, their phone would like fritz out, and it's like, yeah, right. Sure. Like the aliens have this power. Like, okay. Sure. The thing that I saw that was funny was that someone else wrote, so, someone else was saying like the aliens weren't trying to hurt us they just looked like they were lost oh like God. they looked like they were confused and it's like girl so girl. did you hear what quote what a quote unquote really happened what this really was well I assumed that it was that they thought that they were shooters or something like that I think that's part of it um, because what has come out now is that. Um, well, the initial thing was that, like, it was, like, four teenagers with sticks, right? Right, so, right, right. So, of course, everyone's like, well, why would they, for four teenagers, this many cop cars? I don't mm -hmm. think so. But it's come out that there were at least 50 people at a mall, like, 50 young people mm -hmm. lighting off fireworks inside of the mall. Right. So, that leads me to believe, well, they could have stopped air traffic because 50 people with fireworks, like, That's... letting off fireworks above the mall, like... That could really mess up. So they're not lighting them up stuff. in the mall. They're like on top I, of the mall. I, I don't know. Like, who knows? But I, I still like for 50 people, like they're going to have like that many cop cars. Like, I don't know. And like, what if they, I guess the thing is like, what if they have weapons? Like, who knows? But like, why so, would they, why would they like pause all flight in Miami for something that's happening at a ball? Like, I think because they could, um, they're not certain what they could be letting off 
like if they have fireworks sure. you know like you know that could mess up all the air traffic if they're like lighting them off i don't know sure. who knows who knows who or, the knows but guys aliens, aliens. Came to visit definitely yeah, aliens exactly in the mall in miami mm-hmm. um yeah i i want to i want like a whole movie where this is real like this is me the thing. too me too I wanted to. Um, I wanted to like pop up. I want to call it. I want to call it Mall Walkers. Yeah, yeah. They're just like they bring back malls to America because they like they're actually the things that are keeping our society together. Oh my gosh, how funny! I yeah. love it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That's was that was really bizarre, and I was so into it. I love it. Like when I was hearing about it. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. End of days, guys. End, End of days. days. What else are you seeing on TikTok? Well. I saw that Gypsy Rose Blanchard is not in prison anymore. <laughs> yeah, I kind of had to like remember who she was <clears throat> because I oh. see because like she was they had like a character like her on on a on feud on the yeah. uh, it was Ryan very Murphy much ba- very much based on her. So this was a girl whose mother told everyone, including her daughter, that she was like ill to the point where she was about to die, like that she had cancer. That she had cancer. And got all these perks from having this child with cancer. And it turned out she never had cancer. She was totally healthy the whole time. That all I get. But then I didn't understand why Gypsy Rose went to prison. And it's because she had a boyfriend that she told to kill her mom. Yeah. And he did. So she could, yeah. So that she could like, quote unquote, be free of her mom. Sure. Because she thought, you know, she's like, I'm going to die if this yeah. continues to happen. Her, mo- her mom lied about her age, even to her. Huh. Um took her to the doctor and when the doctors asked for her medical records she said that they were lost in hurricane katrina okay gypsy rose so she went on the view and it's the most bizarre interview i've ever seen i saw a clip but of it. <clears throat> but she was she told the the women on the view she's like i tried to run away mm-hmm. she's like i made it a certain distance and then my mom caught me she brought me home she drugged me she chained me to the bed oh my god you know like i had i, I had to go to the bathroom and like a in like a bucket mm. you know like so i don't know i do in, in a way i do feel really bad for her um it's crazy that she's like served her time she did like eight years in prison and now she's free and now she can just like go on the view and be like yep i totally did bad things i asked my boyfriend to kill yeah. my mom and it's weird to hear someone like say something like that publicly because we're so used to being like wait don't say that publicly if that's what you did right. but it's like she served her time and now she's just like Yep, that's well, part of my story. I mean, it's weird. People people love it. She has 7 million followers on Instagram. Wow. That's wild. It's like, and now they're just like obsessed with like, girl work. And like, she was on The View the same day or some show the same day as like all these drag queens. So did you see that picture of her with no. all the drag queens? No. Yeah, it's her posing with like, but like oh all these God. drag queens, and then this is terrible. I did not say this, guys. I know it's on a podcast, whatever. Want. But someone posted the picture, and they were like, "Drag Race guest judge, Gypsy Rose Blanchard." Oh my God! And and then they were like, Rue was like, um, fresh from her stint in uh the in prison. Welcome, Gypsy Rose Blanchard. How are you doing, Gypsy? And they're like, um, I'm here. I'm ready to slay, mother. And I was like, Oh my god! Oh my god! Like it was terrible. I was like, Stop! But people well, this want girl that. has she went from Munchausen life to then yeah. uh, murder to then prison to now famous. So like, there can't be much for her to grasp onto that's very quote unquote normal. Like she's never right. really had anything normal. So I'm curious, like, what? I hope she just like writes a book. And like makes a bunch of money and then just like <clears> well they've co- they've coincided the release of her from prison with a book release and her going on the view and so you know interesting so, so it's a very like orchestrated yeah. event absolutely interesting um there's strange similarities between her story and that case of natalia grace show right oh sure and the thing i'm seeing is that like with natalia grace you know spoiler alert but she's a woman at this point in time mm-hmm. in the show and in life. She's a woman who's in her like early twenties. Yeah, but she still is. She's acting like a child mm-hmm. in some ways, and it can only be because in in some you know instances like like her childhood was taken from her. Yeah, 
So I can understand why she might want to be wanting to like, she still lives with her adopted parents. She's also got a lot of health issues, like in terms of walking, she has to have special shoes made. So she does need a lot of help. So that's mm -hmm. probably another reason she lives with her parents. But like, same with Gypsy Rose, like Blanchard, her like, her like whole childhood was taken from her. Mm -hmm. And so she does seem more mature now, but she's, it, it's, it's hard to view her sometimes. I feel like when we see her, we forget that she's a woman in her thirties. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's totally. like, this, like, like, like this arrested development, mm -hmm. you know? So it's, those two cases are really weird, but very much in the public eye right now. Very much. That's wild. Yeah. Um, so I well, guess we'll see how this unfolds. I love our new section. That's great. I think we should call it like pop off about social media or something. Social needs. Pop off about social needs. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet. Yeah. Well, this has been fun. Absolutely. Let's do it again. Let's do it again. Um, um, we'll get through this yeah. winter. I know. It's You know what? Like 30 some more days and the sun will start setting at seven. Oh, I love that. <laughs> also, that is a meme that's been going around a lot and it is not accurate. Really? It's not. I had to look it up myself because I got so excited. It's like mid March that it ends it that it sets at seven. Oh, okay. It's very well, different from where we live. Like, never mind. I know, I know, I know. But well, get it'll start. A... Give it like three more weeks, and it'll be setting after five. And that's to me, that's a big turning point. It's like when the sun sets at five, I'm like, okay, it's not four or something. So right, yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, yeah. Until then. Until then. <laughs> All righty. Bye. All right. Talk to you later. Bye.